This is one of my favorite Sundays, Confirmation Sunday in the year. Leslie and Brian have taken our young people on a journey into the meaning and experience of faith. About an hour ago, they had the opportunity to express where they are on this journey so early in their lives. All of us know all too well that they'll have many adventures ahead of them. Parents, well done so far. More to come. I remember when my two children were the only ones to receive a blessing like this from this congregation. They weren't, they were really the only teenagers at the time. That was a couple of decades ago now. And I remember their questions about what all of this meant. Melissa and I answered them as best we could and then proceeded to share their adventures into adulthood, the details of which we could not have known or anticipated at the time of their confirmation. We had our expectations of them, of course. But we learned well that much of the work of parenting involves learning to hold those expectations very lightly. As Khalil Gibran aptly put it in his famous poem about children, some of which is on the front of your program, but this is more of it almost in all of its entirety. Your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls, for their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You are the bows from which your children as living arrows are sent forth. The archer sees the mark upon the path of the infinite, and he bends you with his might that his arrows may go swift and far. Let your bending in the archer's hand be for gladness, For even as he loves the arrow that flies, so he loves also the bow that is stable. That's a beautiful sentiment, and I mostly subscribe to it. On the other hand, it does bend towards the sentimental. As we adults well know, life isn't always clear-cut and easy. The bow can sometimes crack when bent, and the arrow does not always fly straight. There will be tears ahead as well as triumphs. One of my enduring prayers for my kids over the years has been a prayer for protection. Holy God, protect my children that God would hold them close and help them to remember that no matter what trouble found them, they would not lose heart or lose conviction that they were loved. 
My thought was that if they could see that conviction at work in their parents' lives as best we could live it, they would be well served for whatever life dished up for them. And when, for whatever reason, we couldn't do that very well, they would remember that God was present still, always had been, always would be, always, always. God was their fortress and their rock. There's a reason we have confirmation on Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost, as you heard, is the day God's Spirit came upon the ragtag, dispirited, and cowardly band that had abandoned their mentor and friend at his time of greatest need. As we heard in the passage from John, before Jesus dies, he tells this unimpressive clack of cowards that they're about to experience a grave challenge. He's trying to comfort them before his arrest and death by telling them that they will not be abandoned, that God will provide a counselor, a spirit of truth, he says, that will mediate Jesus' own presence. I will not leave you orphans, he says. I will come to you. And then he adds, peace I leave with you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And over the years I have thought to myself, man, if only I could really know that peace to the tips of my toes and impart that peace as best as I could to my kids. Because we know all too well how the world gives. The peace Jesus spoke about comes as a gift of the Spirit and it's born of a certain resiliency and confidence that no matter what, God is, God loves, and God saves. We see this in the lives of those cowardly disciples who are transformed utterly into courageous men and women of faith on Pentecost. Because the spirit wind blew through them that day, we are now now all here in this space. I mean, imagine that. It's kind of astonishing. But then how do we connect the dots to our own lives? How does faith in this graceful God manifest in the lives of ordinary people? People like us, for instance, going about our day-to-day business, In Maya Angelou's classic essay, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, I'm sure some of you have read that over the years. In that essay, we see a vignette of what peace from the Holy Spirit in troubled times may look like for those who know the true Lord and the true Spirit of the Lord. Set in the South in the late 1940s, the essay tells of a time when Maya's Mama was taunted and insulted by a group of white girls while Mama was doing no more than sitting in a rocker on the front porch of a small grocery store they ran. The girls said nasty things to Mama, laughed at her for being black. One 13-year-old girl even did a handstand so as to let her dress fall down. She wasn't wearing any underwear, and so she mooned Mama with her bare bottom. Watching her mama, Maya was furious that mama didn't do something. 
Yet Mama stayed calm, and as Maya moved closer, she heard Mama singing quietly. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Feed me till I want no more. The girls tired of the show and eventually left. And as Mama left the porch to return to the store, Maya heard her singing again. Glory, glory, hallelujah. When I lay my burden down. Mama, you see, could see a whole lot deeper and further than just those girls and their despising of her. She saw the Lord high and lifted up, and it changed everything. She knew who she was and whose she was. And she knew all that and could see all that because the Spirit of the Lord was with her, whispering, Let not your hearts be troubled. And we surmise here that there had been a little Pentecost on that porch when Mama had been filled with the Spirit of God and Maya had heard of it in her own language, that is, in a language that would touch her heart and change her forever. In that way, Mama was a true bow, you see, in the hands of the great archer. And Maya was a sure arrow that flew swift and far. And we pray that it may be so for all of us.